Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the In The Saddle podcast where we'll be previewing Jumps Finale Day at Sandown and once again I'm joined by Izzy Phillips and Mark Horosky and before we get into the action let's see how everyone is. Izzy, how are things? Uh, looking forward to a Sandown on Saturday, I know you and me are going. Yeah, I cannot wait. A lot. I've just been trying to get through the rest of this working week with the thought of just having a nice cold glass of moe at Sandown. So absolutely buzzing and hopefully we can get a few winners between us as well. Yeah, I think we're definitely going to be lo- losing our uh, virginity in the moe, the Shonde bar. Um, <laughs> uh, however you want to take that. But um, yeah, looking forward to hopefully uh, backing some winners and uh, drinking the champagne there. Uh, how about you though, Mark? How are you keeping yeah, I'm all good. Um, won't be at Sandin on Saturday, unfortunately. Hopefully we can get a couple of winners on this week's pod. Yeah, hopefully uh, we can give uh, the the listeners some winners. So let's get into it then. The first race we're going to look at is the 150. It's the Bet365 Novices Championship Final uh, Handicap Hurdle. It's a Class 2 contest and Nappers Hill is your current favourite. He's at the top of the market at 3-1. to one. Headlaw's next in the betting at 5s. WizKids at 6 Boom Born at seven to the Skeletons. The other Skeleton runner, Dr. Panassis, is 15 to two. Dibble Decker is eight to one. And bigger are the rest. Uh, we'll come to Izzy here first. Um, quite a few in here you might be able to make a case for, but where did your pin lie? Um, well, obviously, it's one of the better fields because quite a few of them seem to have cut up now, which is a little bit of a shame. But um, this was, I think, one of the harder ones for me. I feel like Head Law has had you know, an impressive trio of wins and you've got John Joe with quite a decent strike rate at the moment, but he has shot up in class for this because he's been winning class fours. This is a class two. Um, so here's where, that's where my pin will drop. Um, but I'm, I also quite like Wizkid, um, who performed quite well when up in class at Aintree. My only concern there is just that the Dr. Richard Newland stables didn't got the greatest strike rate but sam's on board guys so you know i'm probably going to have a few pennies yeah absolutely it's no surprise that is izzy's favorite <laughs> jockey and yeah whiz kids you know he, he was a bit of a gamble last time it didn't quite come off at aintree but if he went back to some of his earlier form he'd definitely have to make the short list how about you though mark uh nappers hill obviously i thought he was a bit short at three to one is he one we would want to be laying in the places uh, not for me. I think he's pretty high in the weights. Um, he's one on one, willing to take on. Quite keen on Brian Ellison's Sosada. Um, willing to forgive the last two runs, Southwell and Musselburgh, turned over odds on both occasions. I think the booking of Nico de Boinville is quite eye catching. I think he's better than a 120. Um, he's rated 94 on the flat. Um, so there's been a bit of money from him. He's 28 to 1 earlier today. I think he's around 20 to 1, around 18 to 1. Um, I think he'll go off shorter. I think, I think he. Could potentially make a mockery of one twenty. Yeah, uh, she's still likely racist mare, so yeah, she she could definitely have a little bit more to come. So Mark, she's quite... not going to be a twenty to one shot on Saturday. Put it that way. No, no, she she could maybe attract a, a few nibbles and maybe come come collapse in the bet in a little bit. Um, I myself, I do quite like the chances of Headlaw. I just couldn't have Nappers Hill. I didn't think he beat much last time. Maybe he wants this better ground, but I thought he was pretty disappointing when he uh, was tailed off uh, in the EBF final. Just just want to be against him. I think there are a couple in here that's still on and up with trajectory. For me, Headlaw, I think, has got a really um, solid chance. I think a 5-1, you can back him 
with the dirt each way there. I think he, I think he's got a really good chance. He's he's off a mark of 126, and even though yes, he might not have beaten much in both his last couple of wins at Savile and Warwick, he couldn't have done any more. He travelled into the race um, beautifully, and in the end, he just had too much class for his rivals. However, if you go back and um, see to really assess him where he's been this season and and how his form does stack up, if you go back to the Newbury run, he finished fourth that day behind Iron Maximus, Raymond Tusk, Mark of Gold. Some of those horses have gone on to bigger, better things this year. This horse, to me, is the horse that's got the upward trajectory, and I think he could maybe have about five or six pounds in hand. So, uh, headlaw would be the way I would play. So, yeah, just recapping then. Um, Izzy was quite uh, keen on chances of Wizkid. I'll go for headlaw, and Mark liked the chances of Salsada. We then move to the next race we're going to look at. It's only a four-runner field, but it's an interesting little contest. It's the Grade 2 Bet365 Oaksy Chase, and Mr. Fisher is heading the top of the betting at 11-8. to We then got St. Calvados at 2-1, Nutswell at 9-2, to and Earn River, who uh, needs to get back on track after disappointing Aintree is the outsider at 5-1. Uh, Mark, you can have uh, first say on this race. I, myself, probably would just go with Mr. Fisher. I just think the ground... It will be ideal for him. He finished second in this race behind Frodon last year. I think he's the way I would probably play. How did you see it? I think it's quite disappointing how badly some of these races have got up. Obviously, we're going to allude to this later on. Um, he's, he's, Mr. Fisher does have a good record in smallish fields. But again, as he won, it can be trusted. I do like Nutswell, but I think he was quite disappointing last time out behind Clanders of Bow. That was a tough race only two weeks ago. Got a tough season. Maybe take a chance on St. Calvados. I mean, it ran well for a long way. Um, entry behind Baka Dudari. Um, usually it takes a run or two to see the best out of him. He's roughly around, he's actually going near favouritism here, he's around 9-4. to four. Um, Mr Fisher's around 6-4. to four. Um, I think it's definitely between the top two. I think Nutsu has had quite a hard season. Ernie Rivers up in class as well. Um, slightly favours St. Calados at the price at 9-4. to four. Mm, Interesting there from Mark. There's kind of been like a, a myth going around, I think, that St. Calvados prefers the better ground but if you actually look through his earlier form he seems to like heavier ground but I just don't know where people have got that assertion from I think since he's been going on better ground he's not been quite as effective but yeah interesting uh, there from Mark if he was to go back to his four, a four money split min and a Plutard in, in a Ryanair then obviously that would make him a bank contender but you, you haven't go back a fair way there so yeah just a tentative nod for St. Calvados St. Calvados then for Mark um Izzy, how did you like um, the, the shape of this race? Did you want to play in it and did you have a main fancy? Yeah, and when I looked at the market, I thought, well, what have I got wrong here then? Because I really like Earn River. Um, as long as he's no worse for the fall at Aintree, I think that he was looking to make good progress when he was coming down. Um, I went back and had a little look at the run up Weatherby as well, over two mile five. Distance, no issue there. Huge margin winner. Um, I'm quite happy to give him another chance. I think that he's going quite well here. It's only a four-runner race, but we, we've got a difference of opinions there. Um, <laughs> I wouldn't have thought that. So I'm just going to go for Mr. Fisher. Uh, Mark likes St. Calvados and Izzy likes um, Earn River. We then go to the next race, which is the feature race on the card. It's the Bet365 Celebration Chases Grade 1 Contest. And we've got Grenatine, last year's winner, buying it out for favouritism with Nubla Negra. We then got So Royale at 10 to 3, uh, Rouge Viff at uh, 16 to 1, next in the betting, and then the outsider is Sky Pirate. I would probably just side with Grenatine here. I just think he loves this course and distance. 
Tingle Creek winner, won this race last year. Nubanegra, I'm not sure if maybe Sandown is his track. I think maybe a flatter track might be, be more up his street. But uh, yeah, that's the way I would play Granatine. How about you though, Izzy? Um, are you in agreement with me or you want to take on Granatine? Um, I'm with you on Grenatine. I think that it was a great victory in December at Sandown under Briony Frost. Um, had Nube Negra in behind that day, and that was over this distance as well. Followed up with a second, albeit a distant second, to Shishkin in the Desert Orchid. Um, blew out at Leopardstown, but this was when Nichols was having the issues with the hay. So I can forgive that last run. Um, I think it looks like he'll enjoy this. The only negative for me is the absence of Briony for this one. I mean, obviously... Cobden's absolutely fantastic, um, but I feel like she just gets a particular tune out of a horse, and you know it's like the same with Frodon. She gets those real relationships, and I'm, I, I worry that we just miss that a little bit in this race. But obviously, wishing her a speedy recovery. Um, one that I saw in here, and I just thought, oh my gosh, overworked and underpaid, like poor Sky Pirate. I mean, it's making up the numbers here, but yeah, definitely his odds. I think Chris. Uh, show his sort of chances really with the fact that he does bless him seem to keep coming to the pot yeah he's definitely been on a go a lot this season he's he's definitely had a hard one maybe they've targeted a race maybe they're going for the grand annual next year who knows um maybe that that's been the plan but um yeah you that fit also do we need to even fit make the frame here but yeah yeah, interesting uh, there from Izzy. Uh, how about you, though, Mark? Um, obviously, we've got a couple of favourites. Find it out. Favouritism, Grantine, Nuba Negra. Who did you like? I thought Grantine yeah, had a bit of a tough season. I think he was really disappointed at Leper's time behind Shaq and Persois. He's no world beater for me. I don't think that form's that great. Um, I'd be willing to lay him in the win, Mark. I think he's he's too short, around 13 to 8. Um, I'd actually be more keen on Nichols' other runner, Rogue Vic. Big price, 20 to 1. I mean, he's lightly raced, recently had wind surgery. Um, so you're mentioning the Sky Pirate here. I mean, he's he's the perfect back to lay here. He's a 33 to 1 chance. He goes off around 50, 60, 60 on the exchange. You could easily lay that off for running because he travels well. Nubanegra is probably coming in as a fresh horse. So travels like a dream but Sandown is course I'm not so sure he probably prefers a flat track So Royale hard season getting on a bit willing to take him on at 7-2 as well I could see him out of the places and I think Will Vic a big price 20s and maybe a back to the Sky Pyre that's how I'd probably play this I'd be willing to take on So Royale and Granatine for win purposes hmm, Interesting there Mark. I can see your case with Rouge Fizz um, had a pretty light campaign does go well fresh um and he well liked this better ground so yeah it wouldn't maybe be the, the first time we've we've seen this happen in the past i think uh last time if i remember correctly lorcan was on hitman who we'll talk about in a minute he he was the second string at aintree so yeah it just because lorcan's on and it looks like it is the second string on paper maybe d don't completely write him off has but... to improve has to improve on ratings but again has had one surgery um and obviously paul nichols master trainer lorcan on board just looks like he's quite likely racist. The other ones have quite a hard season. Like So Royale is a ten year old now. He's had a hard season. Yeah, I mean So Royale um wasn't great in this race last year and was well behind Grunty. I do think it is. Um I, I think Paul Nichols will win this, but uh me and Izzy think it's gonna be Grenatine. Um and Mark thinks it could be Rouge Fifth. So yeah, we're all in agreement that Paul Nichols is gonna win, but we can't agree on what horse. Anyway, let's move on to the next race. It's the Bet365 Gold Cup Handicap Chase. Uh, the last big stay in handicap chase of the jump season. 
And we've got a few old favourites in here, um, reposing again after the eventful race last year where we had uh, Amrillo, Kitty's Light, and the eventual winner, Potter Man, who got it in, in the stewards. Uh, some say fortuitously there with obviously Amrillo, he came across and took out Kitty's Light, who was rallying in the closing stages. So, yeah, they're all going to be reposing this time. And it's uh, Amrillo that uh, leads a bet at 72. Kitty's Light is next to him. At nine to two, win my wings. Your Ida and Scottish national winners at five to one. Musical slave, who's had a bit of a resurgence, is at fifteen to two. Flegmatic is also in good form. Won his last two starts. He's eight to one. Last year's winner, Potman's ten to one. Captain Ord at twelves, and bigger are the rest. Um, I myself, I did quite like Kitty's Light. I've been quite keen on his chances for this race all season. I think Christian Williams has had his ha, ha, has had this race in mind ever since he um was definitely I would say unlucky last year not to win this race he is obviously a little bit higher in the weights but he's still only a six-year-old he just seems to love these races the ground should be right up his street um yeah I just think he's got much more experience than just about now and I'm just hoping he's going to be able to put it all together and I think yeah 92 might not be everybody's kind of price in a big field race like this but I just think he, he's going to go very close and he's much better off at the weights this time with wing by wing. So yeah, that, that would be the way I would play. Uh, how about you though, Mark? Um, obviously uh, there's quite a few in here that you could make a case for. Who did you like? Yeah, I, th I thought it was quite a wide open race. Um, obviously win my wings was mightily impressive at air. Um, Scottish Grand National, he's up 14 pounds for that. I mean, that's even taken into consideration. Uh, Rob Jane's seven pound claim. I don't think this is, that straightforward. Um, Sand defence is taking no prisoners. Um, actually, again, at a price, I thought the two David Pipe runners are interesting here. Stables coming back into a bit of form, 32% straight. They are running better as Vio, Dalarosa, and El Paso Wood. They both ran air, both pulled up. But again, the stables coming into a bit of form. Um, they're both down and losing weight here. Um, whereas when my wings has got an extra fourteen pound, that'd be the two I play against the field. I think they're a big price at the moment. I think they're they're both fifty to one chances. And another one at a price as well would be the uh, the Sean Curran or John Butler or Sean Curran, whatever way you want to look at. Domain De La Aise, uh, Brian Hughes book, and obviously unseated and the big one the entry. I think he could be interested. I don't know what price he is at the moment. Um, is he declared? Yeah, he's currently a sixteen to one chance. I thought he'd be a bit bigger than that, but I think he's interesting. Um, that'd be the three I play against the field of prices. I think this has got boil all over it and all over it. Mm, interesting then for Mark. He's keen to take the ones on at the top of the market. Uh, how about you though, Izzy? Uh, are we in the Kitties Light fan club or we jump into I am firmly in the Christian Williams fan club, to be completely honest with you. I really like Kitties Light, but um, like Mark said, She's got a lot of weight on her back, but she has got, you know, she has got a claim on board. Um, she got the job. Um, who got the job done last time at Air? And um, so she's always played second fiddle. Um, though to obviously both her, her other stable mates. So you had um last two times out. So um, we haven't seen Captain Ord since Kempton. Um, but disappointing at Aintree. He could bounce back, though, um, down in the weights, and he's got my favourite guy on board. So I'm I'm finding it hard to split Christian Williams runners. Um, yeah. I, I like all of them. I'm just struggling right now. I think I'll have to be like a deciding on the day situation. Well, we just put them all in the tri-cast and see how it develops. Yeah, that, that's probably yeah. the best way. 
And if if that definitely comes in, uh, you'll be buying champagne for, uh, for for the whole race course. So everyone, yeah, absolutely. So, God, could you imagine? Yeah. I mean, it's not out of the question though, because he did have the first two home not long ago. So he likes these staying races, and I think that he's got, you know, he, he's got really really good horses. So be careful, Lizzie. When this goes out, if it does caught, people will come up to you, and, and they'll want they'll want to have it off. Be careful. <laughs> What have champagne? Yeah, on Saturday, if if a strike cast lands, don't don't expect no, lucky loaders to get the checkbook out. Everybody, I will just remind you now, and you can rewind if you need to. It, it was actually Chris that's mentioned this strike cast, not Disclaimer, me. So yeah. it was champagne on him. Lucky loaders get wall out. And it is my birthday, so I should be generous, I guess. Anyway, so it's the Christian Williams uh, tri cast for for Izzy. Um, myself, I'm Kitty's Light, and Mark likes a couple of the outsiders, the two David Pipe runners, Via De La Rosa and El Paso Wood, and also as well a positive uh, mention for Domaine DeLille. Okay, so that's the Bet365 covered. We are going to focus on the other graded race on the card. Again, only four runners. Um, it's the 407 at Sandown, the Bet365 select hurdle, a grade two contest. And again, Paul Nichols has got two horses. Uh, the Viner out favoritism, Scaramanga's two to one. That that's the first choice on paper. It looks like with Harry Cobden. We've got then got McFabulous at five to two, Indefatigable at three to one, and then Fusil Raffles is at ten three. Pretty tight affair. Uh, I myself, I think I would just go for Scaramanga. He's got a good record fresh. The key to him is the better ground, and he's also as well getting six pounds from his stablemate McFabulous. So. He, yeah, you like to think that might just be in his favour. But um, how did you see this one, Izzy? Um, well, I quite like um, Indefatigable. So um, she fell in the mare's hurdle at Cheltenham and she was pitching and in with a chance when coming down at second last. And that was quite a nasty fall, though. Um, and she she seemed to get a few kicks. So as long as she's no worse for that, I think she could be in with a nice chance here at the bottom of the weights. Um, obviously, McFabulous, like you say, quite high up the weights. Been firmly put in his place by quite a few high-class horses of late. Um, but this does look a lot easier. Um, obviously, Cobden's opted for Scaramanga, who won, I think, at this meeting last year. Uh, beautiful jump at the second last to quicken away, but was getting caught by Byron Flyer over two mile three. So, I don't know. Just I wonder whether he could just be a little bit vulnerable to a fast finishing indefatigable. So I'm sticking with the girls. Okay, so the only man in the field. That's the way Izzy's playing. And how about you, Mark? Who did you like in this one? Um, I'm in agreement with Izzy. I think indefatigable's value here. Um, around three to one. Be willing to take on McFabulous um, and Fuser Raffles, who didn't run a jump. I was quite keen on his chance as Fuser Raffles. But I mean, he's 100 to 30 again. You know what? Looking at the prices, 100 to 33 to one. It's not great. The overrun's pretty shocking on the early prices here. Uh, only Hills have priced it up. But I mean, I'd definitely be willing to take in on on McFabulous. Uh, he's been really disappointing for me. Um, he looked an absolute world beater last season. He, he hosed up at Chepstone, the Persian War Novice Hurdle. Just hasn't done it for me since. Been really disappointing. Um, and the fact that obviously gets that mirrors allowance here. Did have that fall at Cheltenham, but. If that's, you know, if it's not taking anything out of her, I mean, she's willing to to run and it, and she's going to jump the hurdles. Fine, she should be should be all good. Um, I'd be willing to take on both the Nichols runners here. Actually, we'll go for it in the fact both fuse or raffles at the prices. I think McFabulous is too short around five to two. I'd have that one as the outsider of the field. 
Hmm, interesting then from Mark. I know so, you liked him, but when he won at Chepstow, he's just hadn't done it for me, Chris. Been disappointed since. Yeah, done it. he was meant to go chasing, but he's kind of lost his way. I think he had an accident at home or something earlier in the season, yeah. so he, I think he's always been a little bit up against it. But He's having to give weight away as well. In the fact, there's no mug. Like, I'm going to give her £7. Um, she was a raffle, £6 as well. I, mean, I think he could be out of three here. Mm, interesting then. Mark is dead against Muck Fabulous. So that's our thoughts then on the select hurdle. Obviously, there's plenty of other racing going on. I know we've just focused on Sandown. Is there anything else on on uh, Saturday um, that we haven't looked at that uh, you quite like the, the look of? Uh, Mark, I know sometimes you have extra selections for us. Was there anything catching your eye this weekend? Nothing outstanding. I just think Salsa in the 150s, big price, around 16 20 and that the one I'm pretty sweet on at, at, at a big price. And uh, Izzy, what would your best bet on the car be at Sandown on Saturday? Um, I think my best bet of the card probably, I feel like indefatigable, to be honest with you. I really do feel like um, that she can she can come up and get the job done here. But yeah, no, nowhere else. I haven't looked anywhere else, any other meetings. So just, just sticking to Sandown. Uh, I think that's the way I'm going to be keeping it. I'm not really looking at the other cards this weekend. However, I will mention another race at Sandown in in the last. I, I thought uh, Sam Marivi for for Nichols had a, had a good chance here. I just think last time he really suggested that he wanted to step up and trip. He finished uh, ninth in the Imperial Cup, where he was at, out the back, but not too many horses did come from off the pace, and that form's not worked out too badly. You've had Hacker de Place uh, win at Aintree since. I I just thought um, the better ground could be key to him. He won a decent handicap at this track earlier in the season so it shouldn't be a problem for him Paul Nichols has won this race previously with Scaramanga last season I thought it just looked like a bit of a plot job um, really and I think it'll really benefit for Step Up and Trip and you get 9-1 to about him which I thought wasn't a bad price and there's a bit of pace on as well which uh, might just set it up for him to get a good toe into the race so he would be my other selection on the day but yeah thanks again uh, to Mark and Izzy for giving up their time Um, hopefully we can give you some winners this weekend. Also as well, if you see myself or Izzy at Sandown on Saturday, please feel free to, to give us a shout and we'll say hello and maybe give you a couple of uh, tips and maybe even a, a free glass of champagne if uh, if the TriCast comes in. But yeah, thanks again uh, to uh, Mark and Izzy. Please gamble responsibly and we'll be seeing you again soon.